Hey everybody, welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and I, I feel like I'm going to let you down a little bit today because it's it's just me. And uh, I know it's a lot more fun when Shayla is here, or Raina is here, and I will be having Raina in soon, or DJ is here. Um, let's face it, everybody wants to hear from the narrators, and I do too. I am joined by Tango and Chance, as always, and let me just tell you, they are making it very difficult to record this podcast. Every time I open my mouth, they start barking. So, anyway, we have kind of a special episode today. I always say that, but it is kind of special. We have a full-length audio from Sissy Brenda, who is a member of our prime uh, Cam and the Apple Press Feminization Boudoir Podcast family. As well as being a subscriber, she's also been a contributor several times. I really owe her um, a story she sent me that I have not yet read, and I know I really need to. This one I was able to listen to, and it is so good. Um, it seems like she's come such a long way from um, the first couple stories she wrote, which were good too, but this one is just outstanding. And it's got a great read by Mistress DJ. So I think you're really going to like this one. It's called, let me see if I can get this right, From Detective to Sissy Maid. From Police Detective to Sissy Maid, written by Sissy Brenda. Published by Candy Apple Press. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. Hello, my name is Detective Tegan Blackman. I've been a member of the local police force for 12 years, the last five of which I've been a detective. My partner for the last two years has been Detective Adam Pinkham. He's a small guy, smaller than me, but very loyal, and I trust his judgment. Our job is to investigate local criminal activity, everything from drugs and gangs to embezzlement and fraud. We frequently go undercover to gain the confidence of those involved in such activities, infiltrate the organizations, and ultimately obtain enough evidence to charge and convict the perpetrators. Recently, my partner and I were alerted to an unusual potential crime one that I had previously not been aware of. I was at the station, working on some paperwork, when I received a handwritten letter in the mail. It read, Please help me. I'm being forcibly feminized against my will and have no means to prevent this. I'm writing this letter to you under grave danger of severe punishment. I only hope it finds its way to you before I get caught trying to send it. It was on pink letterhead that appeared to have a floral scent. It was signed, Missy. Forced feminization, I said aloud. What the hell is that all about? I showed Adam the letter and asked him what he made of it. He laughed out loud and he said he thought it was a hoax. I wasn't sure about that. There was an address on the letter, so I suggested we drive over there tomorrow when we were back on the road investigating some funny business going on with an auto body repair shop. The next day, Adam and I drove to the address on Missy's letter but the long driveway ended in a locked chain-link fence. A large, new trespassing sign was in the middle of the gate. We could see what looked to be a large castle or hotel further up the driveway, but there were no signs of life or anything. A small sign said, Life Partner Femme Training, with a handwritten note stapled to it. For more information, email femtrain at gmail.com. I snapped a photo of the note and the building and Adam and I walked the perimeter in both directions, finding no other signs of life or notices, other than some more no-trespassing signs. 
We continued our activity for the day, and when I got back to the station, I sent an email to the email address on the sign, inquiring about their services. Within 20 minutes, I received the following email response. Dear Ms. Blackman, thank you for your inquiry. The FemTrain Academy was established in 2004. Our mission is to help couples fulfill their mutual desires. We provide services to mistresses and masters with thorough and intensive feminization training for their male partners. Our unique and patented training is individualized for each dominant partner so that their enrollee has been shaped and molded into the exact sissy specifications as the dominant partner desires. We have trained psychologists and psychiatrists on staff who have created a unique interactive questionnaire for dominant partners to bring out any and all qualities they may desire in their enrollee, even those of which they may not be aware. Whether you're simply looking to spice up your relationship with a little kink, or you want a full-blown submissive sissy maid serving you full-time, hand and foot, or something in between, we have the tools and experience to feminize your partner exactly the way you want. If this is something you're interested in, please call the number below so we can set up an interview and discuss pricing. Sincerely, Shayla Aspinall, VP Admissions, FemTrain Academy. I read the email a couple of times, trying to take it all in. I did notice it was all directed at the dominant partner. Nothing was included about the enrollee's desires. I forwarded the email to Adam. Several minutes later, Adam stopped by my desk. This looks awfully fishy, he said. They don't give a lot of information. Agreed, I answered. And if Missy is to be believed, at least one enrollee is being held against her will. His will, said Adam. Right. His will. This is all so bizarre. Let's pursue this. You can enroll me, and I'll get the inside scoop about what's going on, and also try to talk to Missy. Are you sure about this? I mean, I don't really have any desire to... How do they frame it? Feminize anyone? Well, we never want to be drug dealers either, but we played along, got the evidence, and a conviction. True but we didn't actually have to do any drugs. This whole situation sounds a little weird, especially for you, Adam. Don't you worry about me. Before things get carried away, we'll shut them down. I wasn't so sure about that. But hey, I was just glad to be the dominant partner on the outside, so I agreed to go along. I called the number in the email, and Shayla was quite nice and helpful. We agreed to meet on Thursday at 11 a.m. She insisted that I not come with Adam. It's a requirement that your interactive questionnaire be done without your partner present. It will take several hours and will involve not just written answers, but a second part where we measure your sexual reactions to various stimuli to get the ultimate portrait of exactly what you're looking for. That sounded a little weird to me, but I went along with it. We're going to nail these bastards, so we need to see this through, no matter what. Adam seemed disappointed to not be allowed, but said he understood. I showed up at the appointed hour on Thursday as scheduled. I was undercover, of course, but thought it'd be helpful to wear my black leather pants, black boots, and my black leather jacket. It seemed appropriate for the job. Shayla met me at the gate and greeted me warmly, giving me the once-over, and she smiled. She was professionally dressed in a tight black miniskirt a few inches above the knee, four-inch stilettos, long brown hair. As we walked up the driveway to the entrance, I asked her if the enrollees were ever allowed outside, as the grounds appeared empty. 
Oh, yes, we have an area in the back where we do allow them some fresh air. Heavily supervised, of course. Of course, I said. We arrived at her office, and she handed me a long questionnaire to complete. A young woman in a very short, frilly pink maid's dress appeared and asked me if I wanted a drink. Coffee would be great. Thank you. She curtsied and said, yes, ma'am, and scurried off as I watched her go. Something seemed off. Shayla picked up on it and said, yes, that's one of our top enrollees, Priscilla. She's fabulous, isn't she? I'm not at liberty to tell you who owns her, but she's going to be a full-time sissy maid. I was speechless. It took me a few minutes to wrap my head around that. I focused instead on the questionnaire. After some basic personal data about me and Adam, it got very specific regarding various sexual activity and servitude. I knew that we'd be shutting them down and that poor Adam wouldn't get too far in this odd training. But this detailed 10-page questionnaire seemed like good evidence. When Shayla briefly left the room, I surreptitiously took pictures of the pages. I softly chuckled to myself when I checked off all the sissy-made house-cleaning duties, thinking of my messy house and dirty bathroom. But knowing full well this would never get to that point, and Adam would be safely out of here before he'd actually have to do any of that. I did not know much about many of the items discussed, such as chastity cages, butt plugs, and gags. I honestly did not want Adam to suffer, but I also knew he wouldn't be here long, and I didn't want Shayla or anyone else to get suspicious. So I took the middle ground. Yes to chastity cages, medium size, but only in my presence. Yes to a small butt plug, but only when working as a sissy maid. Yes to penis gag, but only if severe punishment was warranted, otherwise no. Of course, there'd never be any punishment for me, let alone severe, but I couldn't let them know that. I did laugh and easily check off no regarding sex with Adam. That was easy. But several questions about pegging made me blush. I don't know why, but I did appreciate the attention paid to my own sexual gratifications. Oral sex had always turned me on, and several questions asked about different positions and scenarios that I preferred for that. I did a double take at the question about my sissy eating my ass. Years ago, I had a boyfriend who liked to do that. The first time he did it, I laughed because it tickled. But I did actually like it. I not only liked the physical stimulation, it did get my pussy wet, but I kind of enjoyed the power I felt to be worshipped in this way by my boyfriend. I looked at him a little differently afterward. We broke up a few months later, and I had completely forgotten about that whole thing until I saw the question. I felt a little tingling as I checked off that box on the form, and felt a little guilty. Adam would never get to that point, but it was a fun question. I tried to take the middle ground on many other topics, like humiliation, spankings, and bondage. I'm no prude, but I felt very uncomfortable about what might be in store for Adam, and I knew that as soon as I got back to the station, I'd get a warrant and get Adam out of here. After what seemed like an endless supply of specific, detailed, and very kinky questions, I completed the form and gave it back. She glanced over it quickly, smiled and nodded, and then had Priscilla go and make copies of it. Shayla informed me that the second part of my interview was for me to watch a 45-minute video consisting of different mistresses and sissy scenarios. While I was watching the movie, various electrodes would be attached to my body to measure my physical reaction to these scenes. Shayla explained that a computer would record it all 
and the result would be combined with a questionnaire to produce an individualized training program for Adam's feminization and servitude to me. This alarmed me on several levels. First, it seemed a huge invasion of my privacy. I don't want electrodes on my privates, measuring how wet I might get from various visual stimuli. Second, it seemed weird. All I could think of was a clockwork orange. Finally, and maybe most importantly, I wasn't into the scene at all. And while I could fake a questionnaire, my cover might be blown if I wasn't turned on by any of it. I rolled this all over in my mind as Shayla walked me to the theater. On the way, I saw someone in a frilly black maid's outfit and ungodly high stilettos, being led on a leash from what I assumed was his penis, or chastity cage, I suppose, by a woman in a short black leather mini dress. I tried not to stare, but it was a very interesting look. I decided that for Adam's sake, and for my duty as an officer of the law, I needed to see this awful process through the end so we would gather enough evidence to shut them down. I imagined Adam's evidence gathering would be more difficult than mine, though. Poor guy. The movie, if you can call it that, actually had something of a plot. I was handed a short intro to read before the movie started. You are about to watch a movie showing a typical dom and her sissy engaging in various activities of both the sexual and non-sexual nature. I quickly determined that dom was short for dominatrix, which is a term most people are familiar with. The movie began with the dom in a chair relaxing. The sissy was dressed from head to toe in a frilly, ultra-feminine pink maid's dress with long blonde hair, expert makeup, and realistic-looking breasts. She, I mean he, had pink high heels as well. The sissy carried a serving tray and served her dom a glass of wine, then curtsied. It was all very cute and moderately satisfying, but I can't honestly say that I was turned on, if that's what they were trying to measure. The rest of the movie seemed parallel to the questionnaire. I actually did get turned on by the sissy eating her dom's pussy. Unfortunately, that got me a little too horny, because I was still horny from that while watching the sissy get paddled over the dom's knee. I probably wouldn't have been so horny at watching the pegging. That dildo looked awfully big on the poor sissy except that it was shown right after the sissy was eating the dom's ass. That whole scene may have soaked my panties, I'm embarrassed to say. I should have been better prepared, maybe having sex before I showed up here so I wouldn't have felt somewhat sexually satisfied. The next scenes showed the sissy forcibly sucking on the dom's dildo, along with some bondage. But I was still turned on from the ass eating. I wish I could have turned off my horniness, especially when the dom was standing over the sissy berating her. It almost felt like a setup. They got me horny and then knew I'd still be horny when they showed all this other activity. There was a lot of creativity. I laughed out loud when the dom forced her sissy to impale herself on a dildo mounted on the chair. I calmed down a little bit when they showed the sissy cleaning the house, scrubbing the floors, toilets, and counters, dusting and mopping. None of that turned me on. I didn't know if it was supposed to, but it did give me a deep satisfaction since I knew I need to have all that done in my house. I do love it when my house is clean, and I was actually imagining it doing it all myself tomorrow. The final ten minutes or so of the movie was just of the sissy herself. She'd pose in different ways, toss her hair this way and that, curtsying, walking sexily, and giving many different looks to the camera, such as coy, embarrassed, sexy, shy, dainty, and effeminate. 
I didn't know what to make of all this, but the lights on the computer console that the electrodes were hooked into were blinking like crazy. Finally, it was over, and I could leave. Shayla thanked me, accepted my $1,000 check, and I hightailed it out of there. Adam was due to be dropped off the next day. I was scared for him, so I held back on my description of what had occurred on my visit. I didn't want to scare him unnecessarily, so I mentioned a questionnaire without getting too specific. He seemed nonchalant about it, and we both agreed that I'd get him out within a day or two, and we'd have enough evidence to shut them down. I dropped him off at the front gate with his suitcase. He smiled and waved at me confidently. I didn't realize it at the time, but this was the last time I'd ever see him as Adam, in all senses of that word. What I mean is, I would never again view this person as a man. But that day, I had no clue. I immediately drove back to the station and began the paperwork to get a search warrant based on my questionnaire and the several recordings I had made. My boss nixed the idea. What? I demanded. Captain Miller was a no-nonsense police captain who had risen up the ranks to be the only female detective captain on the entire force. Look, she said, I need a lot more evidence than this to shut them down. You can find this kind of perverted nonsense all over the internet. A judge will want to know that there's actual non-consensual harm going on. We need evidence from Adam. This made sense to me, although I knew it wasn't good news for poor Adam. But what about this letter from Missy? That's actually great evidence. We need to verify the letter writer. Fine, I said. I'll get you the evidence. But we need to extricate my partner. The stuff they want to do to him, it's unnatural. Captain Miller looked thoughtful. I don't know. To each their own. We need more information about whether there's a real crime here. I left her office a little surprised. I didn't anticipate having to leave Adam there for more than a day or two. I called the academy and demanded to see Adam. I was told by Shayla that that was not possible. Visitation was only allowed once a week. She told me to reread paragraph 19 of the contract I'd signed. One week. Poor Adam. Within seconds of Adam being dropped off, two very large women grabbed his arms and marched him into the building. He was brought into a small room with a bed and a toilet and not much else. It looked a little like a prison cell. He was ordered to take a pill, and before he could ask a question, had it forced into his mouth. Within minutes, he became lightheaded and loopy, as well as extremely agreeable and compliant. He was told to strip, and then he was walked over to a shower, where a strong depilatory was administered over his entire body. He was laughing and smiling the whole time, as a nice warm shower washed away all his body hair. He looked down with moderate interest as a small two-inch pink resin chastity cage was secured onto his cock. When the lock clicked into place and the tall woman taunted him with the key in his face, he laughed out loud like a common drunk. He was perfumed and fitted into a tight pink corset, a bra with C-cut breast forms, pink panties, and a very frilly pink maid's uniform came next. Stockings and a garter belt with stiletto heels were added. He was then strapped down to a spanking horse, smiling and having no idea what was happening. They left him there. After several hours, the drug had worn off, and three instructors returned. Hello, Adam. Welcome to the Femtrain Academy. She was dressed in alluring black leather boots and a short black miniskirt, and a shiny black bra under a black spiked leather jacket. She was holding a menacing-looking wooden paddle.
Adam, an experienced cop, realized the predicament he was in and knew he had to play along. But he was also very scared and had no leverage. Um, thank you, ma'am, he squeaked out. She snorted. That's Mistress Andrea to you. She shouted and smacked his panty as hard several times as Adam cried out in pain. Okay, Mistress Andrea. Not good enough, she yelled, wailing on his panty ass. Say, I'm sorry for being such a sissy loser, Mistress Andrea. Thank you for spanking me. Adam was stunned. He had no inkling it would be like this. He hesitated. I, I'm sorry. You're pathetic, screamed Mrs. Andrea, continuing to wail on Adam's sore ass. Say, I'm sorry for being such a sissy loser, Mistress Andrea. Thank you for spanking me. Without thinking, Adam said the words, frightened of this woman with his pantied ass and flames. Good, she said. What a great story. I owe both Mistress DJ and Sissy Brenda for that. And I just want to talk about something real quickly, and that is these guest writers I sometimes have. Why are they so important? Not just because they do give me an occasional week off, which is always appreciated, but also because it's another creative mind. And whether it's Mindy or Sally, um, Victoria, Missy, you know, Claudia, anybody, one of the things it does is it gives me another perspective. I just finished reading, or not reading, writing a story with uh, Raina. And it's the first story, as far as I know, she's ever been a part of. And the story just felt so flat, and it wasn't dominant at all. There was drag, but there wasn't really feminization. There was no female domination, even though it was our outline. Then I sent my first draft to Raina, and what came back was so powerful. Uh, if you've seen her, you know, the way she can be with me, even on this podcast, you know she can take control of a situation. And she took control of that manuscript, too. And I think it's going to be a great audio when it's ready in a week or two. In the meantime, I hope you liked tonight's uh, podcast. And if you did, Sissy Brenda is on Twitter. I am sure she'd love uh, to hear from you. And... Uh, let you know that you know let her know that you you enjoyed it um next week i don't know it might be that reina audio it might be um i know shayla's working on another one in that series she's been doing um i'm not sure what it is but we'll be, i'll be back next week and i hope you will be too take care